Sheik happens, y'all, but we got this. Natalie Riddell, Commander in Sheik, here with my amazing sister cousin, Jane. Salonge. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, did you just say so lonely? No. I think I think like a greeting in Korean is salonge. Okay. Well, I've been there and I've never heard that. I thought you were referencing that song, So Lonely, Lonely by the police, which I really like better than whatever you just said, because here's the thing that we know. Okay. How long have you been trying to get me to do the Korea is Hard podcast since we well, started the podcast? Probably. Yes. Yes. I mean, literally... The first time we talked about having a podcast, you said, oh, you could talk about when you're in Korea. And I said, ew. And that <laughs> has literally been my response every time we've talked about doing Korea. But also, I've never, ever, I've heard, I've heard little like snippets, little like teasers of like, well, something like this happened. And I'm like, wait, I want to know more about that. And I've never heard the more. Okay. You know, it's funny. So. I would like to apologize in advance for my behavior because I have spent two 10-hour days up on ladders decorating for Christmas at your mom and dad's, <laughs> which I totally loved, but I am wiped. You are but, wiped. So there's that. But what I was going to say is, Jonathan, you know whom we love, Jonathan. Yes. Um, our fabulous organizer, decorator, friend, extraordinaire, but he's amazing. Yeah, but um, He is. So he and I worked, did this, did it together. And we, he's such a great team player and we just work really well together. I'm crazy about him. Um, But today he goes, you know, it really, people need to meet you because he's like, you know, I listened, like I knew about you before I met you. And I used to always think that stuff can't all happen to her. Like she can't really be like that. And he's like, but then after I met you, he's like, people really need to meet you because that stuff does happen to you. And he's like, I, it's just unlike anything I've ever seen. And he it says, is. I mean, when you act like you just sprint coffee, spilled coffee all the way down your shirt, you ain't lying. You just yeah. got the all the way down your shirt. And then you got get proposed to on aisle seven at Walmart. Of course you did. Yeah. It's like it took me meeting you in person and spending a half an hour to be like, okay, actually her online presence is not even a full, it's full exposure for what it's like. It's an understatement. It's an understatement. I thought that was funny. He's like, you really need to do some meet and greet so people can really see. <laughs> yes. It's like, okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I think <laughs> he was cute. Dolls, um, okay. boomerang on Instagram that you posted shopping. Was that for So he's a good sport. I mean, one thing I love about Jonathan, he's a re- he's a good heart and a good sport. And I was, we were, we got the first flatbed of decorations, <laughs> and I was like, I think we ran out of room and he was like, all right, we'll go get a second flatbed. So then we check out with two flatbeds. <laughs> and when we first walked in the door, you remember those boxwood presents that I 
you and I saw the very yes. first Christmas decorations out and I was like, must have giant boxwood gifts with velvet bows. So <laughs> when we talked about doing your mom's, I was like, can we go see the boxwood presents? And he was like, sure. <laughs> so we walk in there. It's like the first thing on display. And we just literally took the display apart and started putting <laughs> flat beds to the point that a lady came over and was like, I'm sorry, do you work here? And we're like, oh, no, no, but if you do, we'd love your help to take the display apart and put on our flatbeds. She was like, okay. So we're checking out. And I said to Jonathan, okay, you know we have to do a video. Like something has to happen. And it's yes. going to involve me riding on a flatbed and you pushing it and it being Christmas spectacular. And he was like, yeah, I figured. <laughs> and I'm like, are you okay with it? And he was like, well, I just figure it's easier to just go ahead with it. <laughs> and I, he's like he's so happy wife happy wife happy life so i was like okay so now that you mentioned it if you could move all four of those eight foot tall signs in the background that look tacky please take <laughs> off all the price tags tuck your shirt in go to this angle start walking when i say it then stop then back up i mean he was like oh god okay <laughs> my jonathan you know it ain't that easy honey but it was really fun Y'all make the perfect work wife and work husband. We kind of are. We're cute together. Y'all are like the perfect married work couple. Well, and you know what I I love about him? Because, I mean, on the regular, one of us goes, but is it too much? <laughs> we <laughs> look at each other like, really? Are we going to fake it like this? I mean, who, who are we trying to get? And then he'll be like, well, do you think it's too much? And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. We work really well together. And, um. I mean, you've heard me say this before. Like I, my whole life have never liked, like, I don't love being on team projects. Like I'm not good at delegating. Like I, because I feel like I can only, it sounds horrible. It's my crazy thing. Yes. But where I'm like, okay, by the time I ask, explain how I'd like it done, then double check to make sure it's done and then probably fix it. I could have already done it. So I'm good. I don't right. want a partner because I'll just I will end up doing it too. You know, like I just feel like in partner projects, like I always like come early and stay late. Nobody else does that. And I'm always like, this is not a freaking partnership. But Jonathan yes. is very like, is very much like I am. And so he, he yes. is, you've seen him. He is a workhorse. I mean, I'm he like, do you eat or drink? But I mean, I'm kind of that same way when we get in a project. So he and yep. I just like get both like laser focused and, and he works his tail off and he, he's really, yes, good. he does. And I, and he's very meticulous and detail oriented and y'all, really but yeah. we both are that, you know? Um, and so I, I enjoy working with him and, but today, like, I don't know. I mean, I told you this. We got on the video. Like, I, my cheeks are hot. I, don't I know. I think great. I'm scared you're getting sick. I, I mean, I can't remember the last time, like, my cheeks were hot and I felt kind of like I was getting a fever. I felt really, well, I'm not sleeping. Um, And I'm over Well, and you've been working it. outside for, like, 48 well, hours. <laughs> right. Two straight, after driving six hours and not sleeping right. on the other side. So, yeah, I think I've just gotten run down, but um, I was, we were killing it. And at about two o'clock today, I seriously was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, yeah. like, I really just felt like I need to go home 
and I'm going to have to stay an extra day to finish this because I don't have it in me, which is not at all like me. Right. And I was, he, I mean, I think I looked kind of glazed over and I was like, Jonathan, I cannot stand not helping you, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I mean, I, I was, he was like, you've got it. We're fine. You know, and I pushed through it, but, um, like I, I never have that feeling of being like mm-hmm. one who cops out and I hated it, but I didn't feel good. But he was like, we got this. I'll keep, you know, we'll keep going. But anyway, I don't know why I keep rambling about all this. Okay. Let's no, talk no. about Korea. Wait, before we talk about Korea, okay, you know how I like to procrastinate on the podcast. Um, Actually, you kind of do on the podcast. <laughs> I procrastinate on the videos. Yes. I tap, tippity tap, tap dance around trying the products. I get yes. performance anxiety. Well, you and I think procrastinate on the podcast. This subject in particular, you're just ready to like bulldoze through and get it over. You know it. I'm like, rip it off. I'm over it. I'm sick of talking about Korea. Okay. But in the meantime. But you haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> Okay, that's a really good point. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever talked about it. Okay, good point. <laughs> Enough said. All right, what's your procrastinating? Okay, but my procrastinating is to tell you about our mountain trip. Yes, Thanksgiving. We, we spent Thanksgiving in the mountains with um my whole family, my sisters and everybody. It's all the Parents little cousins. And your three sisters. And then, Yes. Well, except Emily wasn't. So two of the three. Yes, two of the three. So, well, really, three of the four girls were there with right. their families and kids. Um, and so there were a bunch of kids, but the house was perfect. It was, it was, it fit us really well, which is not always easy to do when you're looking for a house for 25 people. <laughs> um, right. But y'all went to North Carolina, Sapphire Valley, right? I yes. Love, near Highlands yes. and Cashers, which we like love. Love and lots of good shopping and I got lots of Christmas shopping done. Um, and it was beautiful. Oh, and you bought woodland animals on sale. So many what? that they gave you. A Not free even on sale. Animals. They were free. Well, but you had to buy some to get the free one. <laughs> Don't, well, who are you trying to fool? But remember the little raccoon? Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> the, like, the tinsel raccoon. tail? And we didn't have one like that. <laughs> we- we did not have one okay, like that. Carry on, carry on. Okay, okay. So lots of good things shopping wise. Okay, but there's a story I haven't told you about. I'm dying. I know that there's a story, but I don't know what the story is. Yes. So the first night. Uh, Well, wait, was it the first night? Yeah, it was the first night we were there. The next morning, Brad had to get my sister, my sister, Koi Beth, her husband, Brad, had to get up and drive back for work. And it was like a two hour drive, I think. Um, and instead of going back that night and, you know, driving home and sleeping and then getting up and going to work, he decided he would just stay there and get up really early and drive home into the office and then come back. And so he um, got up at four thirty. He was like, I'll leave by five. So about 20 to five, I wake up in my bed. Travis is gone. He's already had to go back into work. He went back like the day before. Okay. I didn't know. I wasn't there yet. I don't know. It's complicated. But okay. So I was by myself in the room and I wake up, which I tend to wake up like in the morning or at night or whatever. 
But I, I woke up and it was like, I heard something. Like I heard a bang outside just now. That Like that's what woke me up. And okay. so I kind of sat there for a minute and was like, you know, we're out in the woods. Oh, Lord, here we go. And here we go. So, like, we're out in the woods. And it was like, I, what woke me up was this bang. And so I'm sitting there thinking, did I really hear something? I'm pretty sure I heard something until I hear it again. Like, another bang. And I'm like, okay, that was something. And that was not like a tree limb fell or like it was definitely it was an intentional something. noise. <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, okay, do I get up? Do I just sit here? I mean, the house is all locked up. You know, I'm, we're safe here. You know, I'm going through all the things to try and like talk myself down right. from the edge. When all of a sudden, <laughs> warning, 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 security <laughs> has been breached. <laughs> You in the house, like an internal warning. alarm? Beetle, 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 beetle. <laughs> woo, woo. Woo, 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 woo. Wait, what? Wait, you wait, wait. Hold, oh, please. Was there a dog that, a, an actual critter barking, or does yours, that sound system, have a big dog bark? The sound system had a big dog. Stop. I've never the heard that. have been contacted. Please. What? Please be aware you have breached a secure location. Warning, warning. And then in the background the whole time, it's like, beer, beer, beer. <laughs> like piercing loud. Like I'm thinking, what? Like immediately I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's actually something. Right. All of this goes through my head really fast. Oh my gosh, right. there's actually something. And then I'm thinking, that is so loud. Like, I realize that we don't have close neighbors, but people are going to wake up. Like people in town are going to wake <laughs> up and come up the mountain to find out what that noise is. And then I just, it all kind of clicks. And I'm like, oh, Brad had to leave for work. Like that's what it is. He somehow set the alarm off. Sure. And then I think, Oh my gosh. And then I thought, well, I'm just going to stay in. Like, they can figure right, it out. Right. I'm not getting out of bed for that. But then I realized the children, like, all of the children are sleeping downstairs by themselves, like, down oh, in this, wow. like, basement. And so I jump out of bed, except for Koi. Koi has a baby who's not quite one yet, and he's sleeping in the room. Well, and actually is currently in labor. <laughs> yeah, Koi As Beth is, speak, is in the hospital. Not, not during this story, but no, like literally tonight, she right is now, in labor in I'm the hospital. waiting for a text from Aunt Bam to say an update. Okay. Yeah, to give us the Apgar scores, <laughs> weight, and length. Um, so she's like, so I jump up and I run down the stairs and I pass mom and dad who are both like, trying feverishly to turn the alarm system off. They're like looking through, you know how like when you rent a house, there's like notebooks. Yeah. Oh, oh, they're like flipping through the notebook and I just run straight down. Like I go around them and run down to where the kids are. And as I get halfway down that second set of stairs, you can just hear the wailing. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're screaming all of the children. (laughs) They're terrified. And so I get all the way down the stairs and Brad is inside and he's like leading all eight of the children 
and like through he's gonna bring them upstairs they're all saying I want my mommy I want my mommy and so anyways by that time it the, mom and dad have gotten it turned off so anyways I had, it's it's like still 4:45 in the morning and all all my kids I'm like okay they can come to bed with me that's fine but then I realized that's gonna leave because Jennifer wasn't there yet. So I was like, that's going to leave all Koi's kids by themselves. And they're all just terrified. And she has a baby in the room with her. So I was like, no, everybody's going back to bed. Everybody's fine. Sam was like, like, is there a real fire? Where's the fire? (laughs) I know they were terrified. So So that's my story. It was Was the loudest thing. It was was Brad. Oh, you know that, he felt bad. So what happened Wait, was... Wait, but so there was no dog. Brad, there was no burglar. It was just... The, the, was alar- no the scary burglar. part was the alarm. Whatever the word is. The scary part was the alarm. <laughs> yes. That was the scary part. Was the alarm. What had happened was my dad wakes up really early. You know yeah, this. My no. dad's up at like 4.30 every morning. And so he was up when Brad was getting ready to leave. You know, he Brad had already gotten up and gotten ready and he was getting ready to leave. And he, he, it was really cold that morning up in the mountains. And so his car had kind of frozen over. So he went outside just to start his car to start it defrosting. And he came back inside and he and dad were talking about how cold it was and even how cold it was in the house. So dad went to what he thought was the thermostat to turn up the heat. Oh, little did he know first he messed with the alarm and Brad said, um, I don't. I think the thermostat's right here. And dad was like, oh. And so he walked over and fixed the thermostat. Well, then Brad goes to leave and he was like, this is blinking red now. I think before it was blinking green. I'm a little nervous to open the door. And dad's like, oh, it'll be fine. What are you going to do? You got to open the door. Right. (laughs) And then he said he opened the door and then it was like, it just blinked on the screen, started blinking and it said security breach. And it started counting down from 30. And it was like they had 30 seconds to resolve the issue, to resolve it. And they were both just like looked at each other like deer in the headlights. Like, what do we do until (laughs) warning? That's terrible. That's terrible. But I mean, partly it's probably because it's a house that's not in town and it is kind of isolated. That's probably part of why it is that way. I'm surprised all of cashers didn't wake up and come up the mountains to (laughs) see what was wrong. (laughs) That's really nerve wracking. And I've told you this before. The reason we don't oh, wait, I shouldn't tell them. You're not. Okay. I mean, you're not. Okay. I'm so mad at you. I'm going to edit it out. Keep going. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was stupid. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Korea. Okay. So, I'm glad you had a good trip. We had a really good um, It sounded like y'all had a really great time. And I love that. And the kids um, all love being together. Like, they're just you all know really they close. Do. They are close. I mean, it's amazing. And part of the reason they're close is because y'all do stuff together intentionally. Yes. But also, they just all get along really well. They do. They do. Um, they do. So I'm glad y'all had a good Thanksgiving. Okay. So here's what happened. Um, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, well, my the boarding school where I went, Salem Academy in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. y'all know about. Mm-hmm. Um, we know all You about know it. all about it, girl. <laughs> they had a thing called Jan term. 
for the month of January. So if you were a junior or a senior, mm-hmm. um, regular classes weren't in session for the month of January, you had the opportunity to do like the school set up some really cool kind of internship type things. Mm-hmm. In my junior year, when I still was interested in going to medical school, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the big ho- hospital in Winston-Salem. I don't know it either. Oh, uh, it's okay. Where's Dr. G? Downstairs? I'll text him. You keep going. Okay. I'll text him. Oh, I'm so mad. Anyway, so, um, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah. So there's a really good hospital with a, with cancer mm-hmm. center there. Um, mm-hmm. and so the internship my junior year was to go work in the cancer ward and like help right. with patients and things like that. Sort of like, Anyway, it, it was it was interesting, and we learned a lot. And it's more than just typically; it's more than just like volunteer work. Like they really do try and have educational things too, where like you'd get to go, you know, meet with the doctors or meet mm-hmm. with patients, and more than just like collecting trash, at like a candy striper, and getting trash and serving, taking drinks to patients and stuff. Right. It was more more involved than that, so you really got more of an insight into what it was. Um, which was kind of depressing, but um, but. At the same time, really, probably a really great experience, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was my junior year. My s- senior year, one of my really good friends' dad was stationed. He's a cur- He was a colonel in the Army, stationed, what is it? Start with a B. Did he text you? Bowman Did Gray. Dr. G. I knew it was a, I knew it was two words. And I knew it started with a B. Thank you, Dr. G. Love you. Yep. From white, from your second wifey. First white, we both love you. <laughs> um, okay. So, <laughs> so wait, what was I saying? Oh, okay. So my senior year, you, the school has a number of opportunities set up that are, that you can sign up or like, go a trip they would like take a trip each year maybe to Europe or whatever and you could do that mm-hmm. but you do have the opportunity to present to the school something that you'd like to do like that could be you know for me it was boarding school so I lived in Florida but went to school in North Carolina like some of the boarding school students would like find have something in their hometown so they would just stay and do that but you had to kind of get it you had to get it approved right and they're pretty rigorous um guidelines and requirements like you had to journal every day and like you had to it was still like going to school because you had to be responsible to come back with you know all these assignments done based on your whatever your said experience was so my good friend my good friend's dad was stationed in Seoul Korea um and so she asked would I be interested in going with her for the month um to Seoul. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, (laughs) I thought that would be cool. Was that in January on your senior year in January? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait a second. Okay. Wait, wait a second, Jane. It was the year we went to Hawaii. So I was actually a sophomore. And I think what happened was they made it like an exception. Freshmen and sophomores do have to do something like close by on okay. campus kind of thing or whatever mm-hmm. juniors and seniors can do the away thing, but this was such a cool opportunity and we presented it and they accepted it. 
So, so what, but it was my sophomore year because what I did was when we all went to Hawaii, when grandmommy and granddaddy took us to Hawaii, mm-hmm. you probably don't remember this. I didn't fly home with y'all. I no, got you on just a plane. Straight. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. I flew that. from Honolulu by myself to Tokyo mm-hmm. and then from Tokyo to Seoul, mm-hmm. which when I think about that now, like from mom and dad's standpoint, like putting Skylar, well, I mean, Jack's not that far from it. I know. Like at 14 on a plane, <laughs> first of all, I was the only Caucasian on this airplane. Okay. Everyone was, <laughs> everyone was not a tall blonde. Okay. So I boarded the plane, like in the middle of the plane and it looked like it was empty all the way to the right because <laughs> nobody's head went over the seat. So I'm like, this is so weird. It's like full in the back and then it's empty in the front. That's so weird. So then I, then I go up an aisle. I'm like, oh, oh. you just can't see the people. I literally was the only head over the seat. Okay. Stop. Serious as a heart attack. Um, okay. So I flew from Honolulu to Tokyo. I was still screwed up on my time zones when I you know, just from sure. being in Hawaii, even though we'd been there for two weeks or whatever. So I like, but I was still kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. So then I, I, that flight was something like 13 hours. I can't imagine. Okay? And when I, you know, I get a little bit like, I get a little bit crazy on the flight. <laughs> like <laughs> LA is a stretch. And what was that? Like five and a half hours. Like that's, or, yeah. that's for me. Like I might need to take something. That's like and chips in the hair. chips in my hair. And <laughs> so you can imagine by myself, 13 something hours trapped in the inside window thing, which is not my favorite. No. So, um, but I did it. But what was, what I remember being terrified about was I was so tired, like beyond jet lagged. Mm-hmm. That first of all, second of all, I don't speak Korean or Japanese, so I I don't speak it. I didn't read it. I didn't like. So I got to the Tokyo airport and I was like almost like drunk, tired. I mean, I yes. was like trying to like sh- almost like physically like shake my head to clear the cobwebs, kind of tired. Yeah, but I'm also like I have I can I cannot read anything. I mean, it wasn't even like being in Europe where you can kind of like work the words out. I yeah. mean, they weren't words, you know, I mean, they're like the Japanese they're the drawings. Symbols. So, so I'm like, wait a second. And I was exhausted. <laughs> so I had this, I mean, I was literally also starting to have a little bit like, you know, I'm pretty fearless, but I was like, what am I, why am I doing this? Like, I, I can't even ask for help. It, you yeah. know I mean? It's like, it almost didn't occur to me till I got to that airport. Um, and what I was really terrified was, was I had a really long layover, like six mm-hmm. hours or something. Oh, like wow. Six hours. And I was exhausted and I was terrified that I was going to fall asleep. Yeah. And nobody, I wouldn't have recognized my name if they called me. I didn't even know where my gate was. I'm oh not even sure exactly. I remember, <laughs> I remember going in the bathroom, like regularly, just like splash water on my face. Oh my gosh. Which I've, that's the only time probably in my entire life I've ever done that. <laughs> um, and I was just able, I mean, all I knew to do was just show people my ticket and somehow they, I guess, just directed me where I was supposed to be. It's, I really like, even looking back, I'm like, 
And I mean, there were no cell phones, no smartphones, oh, nothing, 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 nothing. I mean, so I look back on that, like, what the heck? Okay. <laughs> so one thing that was interesting about it, because, um, Seoul, because I mean, Seoul, Korea is amazing. It's a really mm-hmm. amazing city, but the military families there. Now, none of my, you none of our families in military. Right. Like that lived on. Right, 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 right. Like a military base. A military base. So I had never, (laughs) one of the more, like one of the more interesting things of that whole trip was I'd never really thought about that. Mm -hmm. Like what it, what, or thought about what that was like, kind Mm -hmm. of, you know what I mean? Um, But it's basically like a little bubble. I mean, it's like a little, it's like a little you know, community dropped down in the middle of Seoul, Korea That's or whatever, crazy. you know? Um, and they have the, I mean, I'm people that know military will think I'm crazy for thinking this is a novelty, but I just hadn't had any exposure to it. But like they have their, you know, their own grocery store. It's like this, like becomes this little like commune. Um, it's like a little small town plopped down in the middle, in the middle of, of a, whatever. Yeah. So when you're there, it seems American. It's all these oh. cute little houses lined up on the with the sidewalks and the kids riding the bikes. I mean, then you get to the edge of it and it's like like Seoul is a big city and there is um there the population there is massive. I mean, yes. They live like probably three times the amount of people in the space that we have. And at least crazy. for the most part, I mean, this is a generalization, but like they, they live multi-general, general, how do you say it? Generationally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I just, you passed, you passed the Thanks. test. Thanks. Like the grandparents, the parents, maybe even like an aunt and uncle. And then like mm-hmm. four kids all would be in like one apartment that was probably like what you and Dr. G lived in when you first got married. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and that would have been a really well-off family. Right. And and that is on one corner of one floor of one building next to hundreds more. I mean, just the massive amount of people there. Sure. Um was, you know, I you know me, I'm and I get worse with age, but even then, <laughs> like my introverted self, like it's a lot like that me, because I mean, if you're in public transportation, everything, it's just, everything is so many people so packed and, mm-hmm. you know, and just to walk mm-hmm. down the street, like I remember just being like, okay, how badly do you want to go there? Because you got to walk so crowded. I mean, walk through them and like, it's just different. It's very different. Um, but it's also really amazing. It was mm-hmm. really amazing. Um, but anyway, so the, just being on that compound, like we went and stayed with the family, this nice American family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw her dad, but her dad's job was pretty important over there. And I like mm-hmm. we got to see him some, but mostly we stayed with this other family who came and picked me up at the airport. Mm-hmm. And um they had two younger kids and the mom, a lot of the, a lot of the wives or the spouses of the people in the military there taught English to the kids, to children there. 
So like every day she would have about five students, like middle school age, probably come to her house and she would teach them English. Okay. That's cool. It's cool. So some of it was just really interesting to live on an army base for a month for me. You know, I just had never experienced something like that. Um, So the reason I'm kind of telling you that about the kids is because something funny that happened is, um, so there is, or there was then probably still now, like I think one soap opera, maybe two soap operas, Mm -hmm. but that was, that is like literally the TV there. It's not like you have massive amounts of channels and like everyone watches the shows. Okay. Like, It is legit. Like people are all about this. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Then the other thing that's funny, Skylar is dying to go to like, he really wants to go to Japan. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I mean, he's six, nine without shoes on. Okay. Like the ginormous, (laughs) like they're rock star basketball players who make everybody's heads turn or five, nine. Right. (laughs) And that's one person in a hundred there. So most of the large men came to my boobs. And I mean, I could, I could always see. So I'm always like, Sky, are you sure you want to go to Tokyo? Like it's, oh, so the other thing is like, they don't see blonde hair. Like Seoul, even though it's a really big city, it's not like it's out in the middle of nowhere, but there aren't that many Americans there. And it's unlike. Is it? How do they not see it? So what does your hair look like to them? They don't. I mean, the children there, I I could not go anywhere where people would not touch my hair. Because unlike here, where you're a brunette, I'm a blonde, whatever, we see everybody, everybody has a different (laughs) hair color. Like you put on your license. What's your hair color and eye color? Um, Don't bother. I misunderstood you. What did you think I said? Well, you said they can't see blonde hair. <laughs> no, you said they don't see blonde hair. And I thought you meant like looking you're colorblind and you can't see the difference between red and green. We are so good at communicating. I was like, wait, but how do they, what did your hair look like to them? And of course I didn't get it and just continue to beat a dead horse. That wasn't even a horse to begin with. <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry, that really confused me. I was like, oh, I did not know that. Well, and I was sort of like, why is that so surprising? Is it that crazy? I don't know. Okay. So they do not often see blonde hair and what they see. The novelty. Thank you. <laughs> they are able physically to see. Blonde hair. Yes. There is not some exclusive gene that keeps their eyesight from seeing. Um, no, they just, you rarely see blonde. So it's like right. any other country, I mean, any other time I've, you travel, like you almost could sort of fit in, but not there. You know, I mean, you really, I felt like a foreigner. Right. Really felt like a foreigner just because, I mean, people stare. Right. And I mean, the kids will touch your hair. They also think, like, if you're a tall, blonde American, they literally think you are Christy Brinkley. Like, (laughs) they think you're, like, a celebrity. They just assume, like, tall, blonde Americans, like, that's a movie star. That's so funny. So even if they don't recognize you as a movie star, like, it's like, it felt like being a movie star walking around there. Because they're all like, oh. 
you know, it's an American. And then the blonde hair made it that much wackier. And the fact that I'm five, nine. Also. Yes. So, um, and you know, my introverted self is like abort mission. I need a ski <laughs> mask. I need like, I'm not leaving the house. Mama needs a break. Um, but it was interesting. It really, it was interesting. Um, I mean, it was a very extreme cultural difference. The most extreme sure. cultural difference I've ever had. I mean, because even in like Italy, Spain, like you can, <laughs> until I almost die in a crosswalk and, you know, mispronounce <laughs> everything, like you and can almost pocketed and <laughs> halfway mugged. But I can, like, if I'm quiet and I don't move in the corner of a cafe, I might not stand out. You know what I mean? Might blend in. But you don't, um, you might, I've never, I'm not a blender. Okay. I was going to say, not for long. I don't even want to ask you this. Not even for long at all. I don't even want to ask you this because I'm scared of what the answer is. But have you ever seen the movie, My Cousin Vinny? I can't. Jane Anders Price Greer. Wait, but doesn't it have? I can't remember. Does Doctor G know that? Yes, I'm sure he and she does. Won. Does he know that you haven't seen it? We're gonna. Make I you don't watch know. It. Listen, are we gonna tell him because then he's just gonna be more mad? Is it really that know, great of a movie? Yeah, you have to see it. it and is. this is okay. part. Well, first of all, yes, Maria. Wait, wait, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei, and she is outstanding in this movie. She's a great actress. She is a great actress. And there's one scene where, you know, they're in that, they're in some like, he's like, they're very New York, like Italian New York. And they are in like Alabama or some small town thing where they have to stay for this trial. And he's like an attorney. So she's like, well, Drek's out like Fran. What's her name? Fran Drescher. Yeah. I mean, she's so they do not blend in at all. That's so and funny. he goes and buys some like zoot suit for the trial or whatever. And he's all like worried about it. And she's like, oh my God, babe, don't worry. You blend. I promise <laughs> you blend. And so it always cracks me up because I don't ever blend. So <laughs> I get that. <laughs> you, okay. You have to see it. I'll look up that scene if nothing else because it's okay. so cute. We need okay. to see it. Yeah, because that's worth seeing. Um, okay, so I don't blend ever, but I really mm-hmm. didn't blend in Korea. Okay, now back to whatever we were talking about a really long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that one time. Back to the soap operas. So since there aren't a big, huge, you know, surplus of tall blonde Americans there. <laughs> They got excited about us being there and wanted us to be actors in the soap opera. Okay. Wait, who's they? Well, um, her dad, her dad knew somehow knew or... it. I mean, well, I think he was, he's, they were, he was over there a long time. Sure. And I think sure. like we got there and he was like, you know, they are always looking for, Americans for their soap operas. And of course I'm like, um, please give me the address and time. Lights, camera, action. And go. (laughs) Is there a makeup artist and is there a costume? Well, don't worry because the costume was that I was pregnant and Uh -uh. going into labor in the hospital. Now. Stop. And my friend Trish was my nurse. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Trish gets this cute, like, white nurse outfit, cute little hat, and then they bring my thing out, which looks like the inside of an, a 30-year-old mattress, foam mattress, <laughs> shaped in the mold of a, like, nine-month belly, prego, okay? They give me these, like, awful granny, nude granny panties, because I'm really not supposed to have panties on because I'm birthing a baby. <laughs> And there is a slit up the back of my gown because oh, I'm birthing a baby. Now, don't worry, because I also got booties to put over my shoes. And then <laughs> then they announce, you know, well, no, they don't announce anything. Well, I'm sure they announced it. We don't, we can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> so we get dressed in our really cute, my, you know, my dream of being in a soap opera. And here I am with my hair in a freaking shower cap. <laughs> No makeup, <laughs> booties on my shoes, my fanny hanging out the back, and a foam thing strapped to my body. Makes me look like I'm nine months pregnant next to my cute friend, Trish, the nurse. Um, they all of a sudden inform us that we're being herded a what? couple blocks away <laughs> outside <laughs> to the hospital because oh. they want to film it authentically in the hospital and no. i'm like wait i'm sorry wait wait couldn't you have waited have to get on... dressed there <laughs> right could we oh no so i go shuffling in booties nine month foam pregnant 14 years old 14 Stop. years old dead serious as a heart attack like four blocks down to the big fancy hospital where Stop. I then was required to go into labor. I cannot. With the hunky Korean doctor who was managing uh -uh. my stats. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was. Okay. First of all, actors don't get paid enough because it was kind of exhausting. <laughs> and I didn't even Especially have a freaking line. Especially when you're extra, and you know I'm extra, extra. I'm always extra. No, but you but were I, an extra. I know. I was kidding. I was kidding. Uh, but I was an extra, and I had no lines. So you can you imagine were an how. extra, extra. <laughs> uh, yeah, always. Wait, do you know that show with what show? Ricky Gervais? Show extra, extras, all about no. extras. Oh, it's no. funny. Okay, okay I need to watch it. Well, I, you know I love Ricky. Yeah, I know. He's um, a man. Okay, okay, no. So, true story. But we <laughs> so were did there. You have to, did you have to, like, act like you were in labor? Uh, I was having a freaking baby, Jane. <laughs> and it was it distressed. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I was distressed. Let me tell you that much. Okay. So, after I birthed the baby for the Korean doctor... At least mm -hmm. I could take the foam stomach thing off. But literally, we were there for like 12 consecutive hours. Oh, my God. Like, re it was stupid. But I mean, I guess that's just what it is. I mean, we redid the same scenes 40,000 times. Oh, my God. I mean, it was just beyond. <laughs> um, They probably were trying to tell you to do something different. And I'm sure and that I was didn't. like, okay. And I did the same thing wrong 472,000 times. You're like, all right, we've had it. <laughs> you know what? You know <laughs> the what? Baby's breach. Cut that scene out. <laughs> okay. So it was less glamorous than I thought. However, <laughs> what ensued after. Oh, heavens. 
was like being Christy Brinkley because everybody watches this, right? Uh, so every and I guess whatever we filmed ended up being like a couple episodes. I mean, I had no freaking idea. Sure. They just told me to breathe and be sweaty and whatever. I don't know what. They're like done. Kept, I'm like, yeah, exactly. And they kept like misting me. So I got sweatier and sweaty. You can imagine how cute I looked. Okay? Well, especially with the, that big foam thing strapped on you. The foam you thing and granny panty, fake nude granny panty and booties and a shower cap. Don't forget the shower cap and no okay. makeup next to my cute Trish and her hot nurse outfit. Mm-mm. Okay. So, um, Anyway, I mean, it like, that was just altogether interesting. So it turns out while we were there, it aired. There was like three consecutive days that I was <laughs> in labor, <laughs> sweaty, sweaty and breathing Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday um, on everybody's TVs. And so we came home because mostly we would go to the, um, like the headquarters, the military headquarters. Right. And things like that. So we, we, we would kind of like meet her dad at work. A fair amount of the time, like we'd be mm-hmm. gone, like you know, nine to five or whatever. So we come home, and the mom was is tutoring the kids. They about fell out of their chairs. Now, Stop. of course, again, the worst thing is like you don't understand anything. You know sure. what I mean? I mean, so like it was just com- compounding. Like I didn't even understand the birth thing, much less the TV show, <laughs> much less these kids what they're saying. But the the mom was like. Oh my gosh, y'all shows have aired and they recognize you. That's so they were funny. beside themselves. I've never seen anything like it. And That's I'm hysterical. like, thank you. Okay. I mean, first of all, they can't understand me. And um, right. all I did was sit there in a shower cap. So well, I did have a baby <laughs> eventually. Just took a while. So that was it. That was my soap opera career. That was exciting. It was it was exciting. It was exciting. Um, one thing I will say, this is not nearly as fun as that, but um, wait, they do eat dogs. Oof. I just need to get that off my chest. Yeah, I kind of it, knew it's, that. It's true, Jane. It's, I mean, it's actually a really interesting experience to like go to their market. But well, first of all, you can get some great fake handbags. Just saying. Oh, okay. And you, you want knockoff Nikes all day, but it's okay, definitely that know, experience of barter, like heckling and bartering. And I mean, you cannot walk two blocks without a. I don't want to say this because I know it's going to happen. No, don't say it. Well, no. I'm gonna have to say it now. Okay. I don't. How do you know what I was going to say? I hate when you do that because you're always right. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, it's you, they, they're like mar- open market and you can walk through there and they have like octopus. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the exotic like um, scorpions. Yeah. I mean, you cannot like frogs. And I mean, yeah. people are just there shopping and whatever, but they really do have dogs and cats like hanging Ugh. like you buy a ham. It's, it's, oh gosh, that just it's totally. What, that- freaked me out just even saying it just made my me feel weird okay but to see that in person was really shocking it, it yes it, it was shocking um but you know it was a really amazing experience it really was um 
you know how they, you know, kimchi that's their kind of food they make out of cabbage. It's like when you go to, it's sort of like a relish. Yes. Everybody eats that on everything. I mean, that's like, okay. I mean, I think they even eat it like for breakfast. I mean, and all the families have like, oh, like crazy. basically, what would you say? I just it's said crazy. that's crazy. Well, they all, yeah, like a lot of, eat it for breakfast. Oh, I think they eat it on, it's like on, I mean, you, you don't go somewhere that they don't bring you kimchi. Um, and it's sort of like a relish and it's cabbage. It's actually really good. It's strong, but it's partly mm-hmm. it's fermented because a lot mm-hmm. of times what they'll do is like they make these big batches and they even bury them oh. um, and they ferment. And so it's like these, you know, it takes a long time to fix them, whatever. Now, I mean, I'm sure there are other ways of making them and nobody, not everybody can bury them in a town where an entire city population is in one skyscraper. Um, but they, it, they, that is like a, a constant. And the one, the reason I bring it up is everyone smells like kimchi Cause and, they eat every, it the and it's, it's really strong. It's really strong. Mm. Um, and I've, I've, it is really strong, very garlicky and it's fermented. I mean, it's good, right. but it is but really strong. strong. And so everybody like smells like kimchi all the time and so I, I i i as much as i like kimchi like when i smell it, it is such one of those you know those like olfactory memory things that like like we've talked about yes. granddaddy scout like nothing smells like granddaddy yes. scout and it almost like takes us back to sitting in there with granddaddy and him teaching us to drive stick shift you know what i mean it's one of those yes. kind of things yes. and kimchi anytime i go to like an authentic korean restaurant and smell kimchi it's like Oh gosh. I mean, it is really incredible. <laughs> okay. But the one thing I was going to say that was so cool is you can't do this now in Korea. Um, but we were able to take a train, a really long train ride out of Seoul to Panmunjom, which is um, on the line of North Korea and South Korea. Oh. Panmunjom. First of all, we went through countryside that was like I've never really seen anything like it. I've never seen like it since. Beautiful kind of rugged mountains with villages, but Jane, I'm talking about almost like huts. Like oh people gosh. like open fires and like almost shacky huts. Like the villages were so I, mean, I don't want to say barbaric, but I mean I mean, I, what, I don't, what, I don't remember what year this was. It was in the 90s. I mean, we had TVs and power and right, water. Right, right, right. It was like not, it was, I've never seen anything like it. It's like what you'd see on National Geographic of like, you know, foreign countries that are sure. so cut off and, and like women out washing outside and hanging bedding on lines and things like that. It just, it was really like amazing to see that, you know, just to be like, gosh, people really live like that. Yeah. Um, and kind of depressing. I mean, it was not, it was, it felt impoverished, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But so we took, it's a long train ride to Pam and John. And then um, it's the DM. Wait, I always say it wrong. <laughs> Skylar's like, like I always say, let's go get your license renewed at the DMZ. And he's like, mom, it's the DMV. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever whatever. Just don't get what I'm details. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, mister. (laughs) So it's whatever the one is that's 
Okay, the DMZ. Yes. So at at the which is the demilitarized zone, and it was yes one of the more terrifying, one of my more sort of gut terrifying things because it is completely lined with South Korean soldiers who are not allowed to like smile, eye contact, anything. They all look like they're going to war. And on the other side of this insane fence are North Korean soldiers holding guns, pointing at the South Korean soldiers. It it, it is, they're all armed. It literally, oh, I get chills just thinking about it. I just remember being like, if one person like does something like right. they would all open fire and die. Right. <laughs> so would we in the line of fire. Yeah. It was a very intense, sure. intense thing. I've never, I had never, I've never been anything like that since. And you can't do it now. Right. So then the other thing, they have a building on the line of North mm-hmm. Korea and South Korea. And half of the building is in North Korea. Half of the building is in South Korea. On the North Korean half is has soldiers all with guns, cocked and ready, yeah. looking across the room at South Korean soldiers doing the same freaking thing. That's crazy. And the room is divided, and there is a line, and there is a table, and there's one side and the other side. And we were allowed to go in there and walk into the North Korean side. That's crazy. I, I was really – I mean, you know I'm not like a scaredy cat type person. I remember just having like – chills over it you know like being on the north korean side and the intense sort of just tension and stress Mm -hmm. and feeling like i don't know it was just it was it was a very powerful Mm. experience it was a very powerful experience and i was glad to leave I, i mean i'm really glad i didn't really i didn't really feel unsafe i mean i didn't really think somebody's about to shoot us Right. But I've just never been in such a high charged, high intense, highly charged situation like that. Like that. That's crazy. I mean, it wasn't until you got on the train and left because it was like that the whole place was like that, you know. Mm. But I'm really glad I did it. Especially now you can't even do that, you know. So I mean I've actually been to North Korea. I mean, I guess I mean I have I have technically been on North Korean soil, you know. Right. Um but anyway, so that was that was a really incredible part of the trip. Um, That's really cool. Can I say the thing now that I wanted to say? We we're not going to have time for all your stories. Well, that's because you keep jabbering on. <laughs> I told you I didn't want to do this one, and I didn't have anything to say. I told you that. How many months have I had to tell you? You're always like, "There's nothing to talk about." There's really, I'll be done in ten minutes. There's nothing to talk about. I hate when you're right all the time. Okay. But what I was going to say earlier that you stopped me Uh and the reason I stopped is because I know it's going to happen when I say it, but I will say, and it, it meant so much to me because first of all, you know, I'm a music junkie. Like I find so much music. Here we go. And they really like karaoke. (laughs) And so every time, like, like a virgin, every, every corner, every corner bar, you could just hear people belting it out, not knowing a single freaking word 
of what it means, but getting every syllable and pronunciation dead on. That's so I mean, funny. Like they know the words. They don't They're know what it means. It in American, yeah. like in English. Like a fortune. Woo! <laughs> like, okay, they do not speak English, but they have all the lyrics of all the songs. And of course, they're all songs I love. So I'm like, at least there's, everybody touches my hair. Nobody (laughs) understands me, but there's Madonna. But there's Madonna. Everybody smells like kimchi, but there's Madonna. But I have a secret to tell you. Uh, What? It's not so secret. It's good. If it's you singing, then it's not secretive, but go ahead. I know Korean rap. (laughs) (laughs) And go. Kobop chinoso yoso me we emit the musu. Uh uh Jack got the nusiqua. Denise Nusiqua. Come on. Dimu keko Meggy Master Mududa. Jane. Kalagana de Would you like to Kobop Jo Chip Chirada? Jane. Why? I need the backstory on this immediately because you're actually kind of good at it. And the funny thing is I never heard Korean music in Korea. I only heard Madonna (laughs) done badly. So what is new? Did did you really think you were going to get through a whole episode without me busting out? (laughs) No. Did I expect Korean rap? Probably not. Um, But I'm dying to know the backstory. When I was a freshman in high school, we had two foreign exchange students come, um, both from Korea. Uh, You told me this the other day for the first time. I do not remember that happening. I just I ended up being really good friends with both of them, Jeannie and Sung. And And were they rappers? They were not rappers, even though Jeannie went mm-hmm. on to be like kind of a big time, like backup dancer for this like major Korean That's singer, cool. like a K-pop singer, but she passed that away. Cool. Oh my gosh, Jane, why? <laughs> um, She had like a lung disease and it was not curable. So she knew for a long time that she wow. was not going to live long. And Aww. so probably the pat like the last like year probably of her life, like she knew she was going to die. And so it was just wow. from that lung disease. I don't, I can't. I'm How old was she? Young, like in her twenties. Wow. That's wild. She was I'm young. Sorry. I was married. I was newly married, but you know, I mean, I oh, got okay. young and she was right. like a year older than me, a year or two older than me, I think. Um. So, but I was really close friends with them and um, like, you know, how you had to have your books covered in high school. Yes. So like now you can buy book covers that you, they're like nylon that you just slide on there. They're like fabric. But back then you had to like cut paper. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And so um, Sung took my book it was like my science book or something. I still have the book cover and wrote a letter to me. It filled the whole book, like the whole cover front and back in Korean. 
Oh my gosh. And you do have it still? Yes. And it's like really tiny. She wrote like that her characters were all really tiny. Like it was beautiful. Was do like, you know what it means? Well, she read it to me. I mean, she did read, like, tell me what she said. It was just like a really sweet letter. Um, so could, should we frame that? Like, is it something or is it like a beat up book cover? Kind of beat up. I don't yeah. know. But it's, it's it cool, though. really cool. And so um, anyways, they used to do like they would. I remember they brought these eye drops. And I, now, OK, so Jeannie was half Chinese and half Korean and Sung. Okay was half Japanese and half Korean. Okay. And so some of the things like Jeannie had were Chinese. Like she had a lot of fa- like she would go to China. Okay. Lot, like live in China. Sure. A lot. And the same with Sung. She would live in Japan a lot. So, but I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Sung gave me these eye drops that when you put them in your eye, like I, I was like, I needed eye drops or something. She's like, Oh, I have some. And she gave them to me to borrow. And I felt like my eyeball was going to catch on fire. They were so strong. Like you put Visine in your eyes and you don't feel like it might feel a little warm when you put them in. These were like, it, it was, they were so strong. And I think about those eye drops all the time because I ended up loving them. And she bought, like when she went home, she brought me back like three bottles of it. Aww. And I like used it forever. It's all gone now. I should have saved it. But I loved their eye drops. I don't know what it was. Um, but they used to bring me stuff and they had this CD that they loved that was like Korean rap. And <laughs> I learned it and they used to love, they were like, this is our favorite song. And so I learned it and would rap with them. Aww. They thought it was so funny. They loved that is it. That is adorable. That is really cute. So, and so do you them. still keep in touch with the one? Um, well, you know, what's really sad is, okay. So when Jeannie went home, she didn't come back. She wanted to come back, but it, uh, she just wasn't able to. And I don't know if it was her health or, you know, what it was. Um, but Sung came back for a second year and like she would spend the holidays with us. Oh, uh, maybe not that year. So she came back for a second year and then her third year, her parents sent her to a boarding school close to us. So she didn't, that was, I guess, her junior year in high school. So she wasn't, um, in my school. She was in Georgia at this boarding school. But she would come and spend, like, if her parents couldn't fly her back, like, they flew her back for Christmas, but at, when she had a big Thanksgiving sure. break, and her parents didn't celebrate Thanksgiving, so sure. they didn't fly her back. She and they are flying her for, sure. That's cool. Right. And so then there were a lot of weekends that she would have time off, and she would just come stay with us. Um, and Jeannie didn't come back, but she would call me, and she kept forgetting that there was a time difference. So mom would wake me up at like three thirty in the morning and be like, "Jane, he's on the phone." And mom and dad were so sweet to let her. They were just come wake me up. Jeannie's on the phone. Oh, <laughs> like, hi, Jane. <laughs> but you've probably lost touch now. I've her. lost touch with Sung. So she, um, it was in high school. She flew back to Korea and she was going to come back. And well, she went to live with her cousin in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. And she was going to like go to college there. And we lost touch. And I've like searched for her on Facebook I was going to say it'd be so cool on social media if you could, you know, but. If I could find her, it would make me so happy. So happy. And they had like, what's it called? Like the people that they stay with. What do they call that? Like they're. 
Like when you're a foreign oh, exchange student. The host. The host I know. I, okay. So yeah. their host family was this couple. And um, when Jeannie passed away, the um, wife contacted me to let me know. And she asked oh. me if I was still in contact with Sung. And I said, I'm not. But if you get her information, please tell me. Because I would love to be, this was after Travis and I were married. And I was like, I would love to, you know, catch back up with her. And I'd never heard back from the host mom either. So I don't know if she was mm-hmm. ever able to get in touch with her. Um, but that's amazing too, that they would like, um, that's a big deal to leave your whole family and go to boarding school in a foreign country. Like yeah. after being just in Korea for a month and I was in Korea for a month living on an American base. Right. You know, um, but to live, to move to Korea and go live with a Korean family. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's just immersed in the culture. That's, it's amazing. I know that that happens, I think more. Sure. In like, then like not a lot of Americans do that. Yeah. Send their kids to boarding school yeah. in Japan. But it's not that as uncommon to do the opposite, you know, but still, that's a lot. Well, I remember when we were juniors in high school, Sung invited me to come for the summer for one month in the summer. She was like, can you come and stay with us and we'll spend two weeks at my family home in Japan and you can meet my grandmother and my grandmother's side of the family. And we'll do lots of fun things in Japan. And then we'll spend two weeks at my family home wow, in Korea. I wish you could have done that. But my dad didn't feel comfortable sending me. And I I understand it. But also, like, that is a huge regret of mine. I would have loved to go. But I mean, like, you know, to me, I, I, of course, as a teenager, I'm like, but I know Sung. And she comes and stays with us. And her family was so sweet. They would give right. my parents gifts for letting her, like, spend a lot of time Aww. with us and stuff. Even we weren't her host family. But they were so sweet. And so I felt, of course, me at 17, I was like, we know them. They're so sweet. My parents like, we do not know them. <laughs> So anyways, that's, that would be cool. I mean, the, the neat thing about that type of situation is that like you actually are friends and would stay with their family. You know, it's not like just going with your family on a trip to learn about Japan. It's like really being with authentic Japanese people or Korean people. And I will say we did do, um, while we were there, another thing we did was have dinner with an, an authentic Korean family in yeah. their home where it was like a re- they cooked a regular meal on a regular night. And it was really that was when we really saw like you didn't just see Korea from, you know, the street like we went into one of those crazy apartment buildings up to like mm-hmm. bazillionth floor and the tiny apartment that was actually like a really well, a fairly well off family. But mm-hmm. and that was part of the point is like, OK, this is what a night a really nice above well above average family this is their everyday life and how how incredibly different it was from like how I grew up you know right and we grew up on like property you know you did too like I mean it was in a city so not yeah so so I guess not only I mean I'm I'm don't mean to associate like just the difference in America of living in a city and not in a city right. is big, but, um, but it was to be a whole different culture. Yeah, really. It was, that was cool. 
So well, anyway, one thing I remember Jeannie and Sung used to tell me about the schools, they were talking about loving being at school where we are. And they kept saying, your American schools are so nice and how there's such a hierarchy, like just in their culture. And you have to be so respectful to people that are older than you. And if you don't bow a certain way when they, when you cross their path or whatever, she's like, even the kids at school, they're older than you. If you don't bow this certain way, they say, I'll beat you up. <laughs> they were so really yes which I don't know why I That's laugh wild. about it but I just I love because well, it's stuff. kind of funny well the um and of course they're the, I mean, like sweet little Korean girls going I beat you up and <laughs> right you're like okay, okay but toughy <laughs> well there is definitely the um respect for the elderly I mean that's yes. a big deal yeah some of like the grandparents living there and it was definitely a, in, in a lovely way yes I was gonna clearly, say, I kind of wish clearly we had that more I know it was actually a, a clearly respectful and lovely mm-hmm. way of dealing with the older family members. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. So maybe that means we need to do a, a trip to Korea. Mm-hmm. I want to be on a mission I mean, to find some. Well, I, that's honestly, ever since you said it, I'm kind of like, okay, where do we start? I know. Do you right? know how to get the host family? Would you have any way of tracking that? Yeah. Well, why don't we start looking? We should. If I could find her, that would make me super happy. We were really close friends for those couple years that we were here. I mean, I think it's kind of important. I think that's kind of important. Also, I feel like I could um, expand on my soap opera career. (laughs) She probably would recognize you. I mean, she's probably going to want my autograph. (laughs) I probably shouldn't go. It's probably not safe. The paparazzi and everything. It's probably not safe because then you'll just, she won't pay any attention to me. And then. And I'll feel bad. I'll feel bad. I really just want it to be about our connection and you're just going to steal the limelight again. You, you know, I love a limelight. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) What? Did you ever know that you're my hero? Wait, doesn't that song say something about, uh. No, no. Shadow. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. I thought you were going to say limelight. I'm like, there's nothing about limelight in that song. But yes. You were. The, oh, oh, in my shadow. Yeah. I was the one with all. You were the one with all the glory. I was the one with all the strength. Oh, Jane. What? We don't Why are you? Now I'm going to fall asleep singing the freaking beaches. I might have to watch beaches on my phone tonight. I have tonight not watched real. it in forever. Do you know, I went to a slumber party. Wait, can, should we watch beaches tonight? Listen. Dr. Smith thought he wanted to play a game. We're going to watch beaches. He'll he be thrilled. He was going to beat us at Skip, Skip though. Forget that. <laughs> he's, he's popping popcorn and wiping both wifey's tears. <laughs> oh, I love beaches Wait, so I've much. I've only seen it once and I hated it. But, but, but to be fair, well, it's hard to watch, but it's also wonderful. What? (laughs) At a slumber party. (laughs) That's not a first grade slumber party movie. Where the, where the birthday girl chose two movies for us to watch. One was Beaches. No, which I hated. Of course. And one was Edward Scissorhands, which I also hated because that was a weird movie that was a weird movie i mean it really creeped me out and disturbed me it's a weird movie it's a weird movie it's a weird movie on a lot of levels but beaches is um not first grade appropriate 
<laughs> even not even a little bit, but it is. Well, it's the kind of um, thing that I think about that movie and think, I feel like if I rewatched it, I would. I was just about like to it. say, you really. Okay, let's get off the podcast and go watch it. It's time for beaches, y'all. It's time for beaches, and y'all. And we can sing. <laughs> and then we can add all the songs on the beaches playlist <gasps> to our to our playlist. Yes. I don't hate it. Okay. On that note, we're signing off. Signing off. Do you remember we how? took off. Kind of a little bit. We took off last week for Thanksgiving, but I missed podcasting. Yes. Did you? Me too. A little well, bit. I mean, I felt. So Jane's like, "Okay, I sent you the email. Get on there." And I'm like, "Wait, I can't hear you." And she was like, "Um, plug Put in your, your headphones." headphones. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, wait. Okay, wait. Okay, I did that. Where's the microphone? I mean, I had forgotten everything. Like back below ground zero." All right, but we're back in the saddle now, and we missed you guys. And um, we hope this week, when she happens, you remember we got this. 